he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement. My name is Anthony Bolotta. I'm here as I am every week with my Bolotophile, Alex Apostolides. Hey Alex! Hey Anthony! Are you feeling How the stress? You? Huh? You feeling the stress? I, a little bit, a little bit. I, I cannot lie. I cannot mm. tell a lie. You know, was that George Washington or Abraham Lincoln? My history just blew out the door. Um, but you know what helps with the stress? The wind. Oh, is there a lot of wind? Oh, it's been crazy, crazy really? here. I love it. It makes me so incredibly happy. I like wind too, but we had some last night, but it's not windy at all right now. In fact, it's warm. It must be even warmer where you are. Mm-hmm. In uh, San Diego, we have something called microclimates, which took me, a Florida boy myself, took me a while to understand the whole idea of microclimates, even though in Florida, it could be raining literally across the street from you, but not on you. Um, The whole idea of, you know, it being, you know, 60 in La Jolla and 90 at the same time, you know, where you are. (laughs) or in La Mesa, it just, it it took me a long time to come to terms with those concepts. I actually, one time, you know, the weather uh, on your car, it gives you the degree, the Mm -hmm. degrees, how how warm it is, how cold it is, gives you the weather in a sense. So I remember driving from Palm Springs back to San Diego and just marveling and how that, you know, it would be like 90 something when I'd leave Palm Springs and then it would dip to like 72 and then it would be, you know, 80 something and then it would be 75 and then I'd get to San Diego to be 69, you know, like the, it was just amazing to me. Anyway, enough yeah, said about that. People say it's boring, the weather's boring here, but I disagree because if you want something different, all you have to do is drive 20 minutes. Exactly, exactly. And you get terrain to go with it. Mm-hmm you know? So uh, yeah, we're a little stressed out because we're, we're uh, sort of at the end of a, a project that we decided to take on. And now we're in the midst of realizing that it's uh, likely not going to work out the way we had hoped it would and intended. And so Alex and I, just before getting on this podcast, we're talking about that and uh, where we are now as an agency and a provider of talent and what we need to do to, first of all, avoid a lawsuit, because that's initially the, the thing that you want to do always. Um, and then hopefully be able to give the client some semblance of what she's looking for. But if not, then to bow out gracefully, and that means to give her her deposit back, which I'm more than happy to do at this point. It's a very small piece of business. It's definitely a lesson for us, and and it's not one I'm sure. It's one I'm sure that many business owners out there have dealt with. 
the small piece of business that, you know, at a time during COVID you take because you don't have much business. So you'll take the smallest thing, even though it's not really earning you any money, really. You take it because it does generate money coming in the door and it keeps people in a job, hopefully. So you do it. But at the end of the day, when you see that things aren't working out as they're not because we have a client who isn't following protocols that we deem necessary to make what it is she wants to make, which is a recording. Uh, and she's looking or she has hired vocalists to come in and record something that she has written. And we're having a problem communicating the need for very clear vocal lines for instruction and guiding the, the vocalist because there's a very limited time in the studio because of course the writer's on a budget and, and the way that we work is to try to support any way we can the client's budget. So in the last few weeks, um, there's been growing concern that what she's providing and what she expects at the end of the day are not meeting up. And here we sit right in the middle. And although um, Alex has been, and by the way, if you don't know Alex, she, I, I, like, I, I don't think I've ever heard Alex say anything unkind. She always looks for the good first, bottom line, always, and will stick with it until, until knocked in the face with something, I think sometimes, you know, she just believes in the good. And also because we're artists, when somebody comes to us with a project that's creative and theatrical and musical in nature, there's definitely a sincere desire to want to help them bring it to life. So that's how this all started out for very limited budget, providing some singers who are now not really getting the kind of guiding tracks or vocal lines or written sheet music that they need to learn the music well enough to go into the studio and record three songs in two hours, which is doable. If there is instruction and the singers know what's expected of them when they go in and they're confident in their vocal line and what it is they're supposed to sing. But if there's any doubt, then it just leads to eating up of time and taking additional cuts. And then it makes the editor have to take the best parts of pieces rather than have one fluid piece that works. So there's so many intricacies that we know and we have been trying, Alex has been really trying to uh, guide the client to let her know these things don't happen that quickly. They take time. Uh, even the most professional, uh, the most professional singers need time in the studio. And so uh, it's on deaf ears, it sounds like. Um, and so it's it's difficult when when you're in a situation such as this, because you have the best intentions, you see it going awry. Now, we could easily take the gal's money and say, okay, sorry, bye. But that will, I think, benefit no one at the end of the day. So it's our hope and our goal that we can and will, before the clock strikes midnight tonight, apprise her of what we feel her options are. 
at this point, clearly laid out and ask her to respond and accept them or will happily return her deposit. And uh, I make that clear to y'all listeners because Alex has spent an incredible amount of time on this. And the profit margin on this was just a few hundred dollars. It was really nothing. And she's already blown through that in hours. I'm sure of it. And okay. I've, and I'm involved and I've now been involved, but even so as a business owner, really it, my hours wouldn't count anyway, likely. It's not really a hard cost of the business, whereas Alex's are. So um, there would be cost there, right? But I still choose to give the client options because at the end of the day, if she has an issue with us and decides that we in some way caused her to have more costs than our charge, which seems very likely from a person who doesn't seem to want to listen to anything, um, then at least we have some proof that before we walked away, we gave her some very clear direction on what was needed for us to move forward. And if in fact she chooses not to move forward, then either way to please let us know. But in that case, we will return the money that she's paid us because I do not want it to go on any longer. I do not want to ruin her project. I mean, that we were, we were brought in to help her, but uh, you know, we've put together numerous, like 30 years, 35 years, I personally have been producing shows with performers. And I know that the, uh, with limited time frames under tight budgets and deadlines, and I knew from the very beginning that they would only be as good as the, the information that they got even before they got the very first script. And then once they got that, they needed to have all of the pieces, which would mean sheet music and a libretto and a, a recording of, if it was a part, their, harm, their harmony or a track, their, their track so they could rehearse. You know, all of the pieces put together, laid out so that they made sense because music is an art form that's very mathematical and relies on that technique and a professional singer. First of all, not all professional singers read music. So, you know, to those who have an ear and don't even rely on the written word, kudos to you. They're still going to have a problem because what they're hearing is so out of whack, right? Because one of the things we were given was a track with a vocal, but the vocal on the track is, is out of key and out of tune. I mean, there, it starts in key, but then it starts hitting wrong notes and then it goes out of tune and then it hits a different key when the key modulates. It's just not, if you are a singer, that's trained and have a perfect pitch, then you're bothered by, my God, I can't hear the pitch because all I hear is this other tone. If you are a singer who uh, ha cannot read at all, but, can, but has a great ear, you hear both and you can't really get a grasp of where the line is that you're supposed to 
sing because you don't have the technique. You've got the ear, but you can't see what it's supposed to be. And if you don't have that sheet music in front of you and you can read music as a musician, you're not given that, you lose that ability, right? You don't have that help if you can read because that wasn't provided to us. You know, that sheet music that shows you what the note is supposed to be and what the word is that goes with the note, none of that. So uh, it's been nightmarish for Alex. She's lost sleep because she's an employee of mine. And I think she felt the stress even before I became aware of it, that, okay, there's the train is coming fast to the station and, and we're not aware. We're nowhere near where we need to be to ensure that within a two hour time frame, this client can get three songs recorded uh, and, and have those recordings be to a place where she can appreciate the work. Uh, so any more comments? Alex? I think uh, a big part of the frustration has been wanting, like you said, to the best of my ability to help and to guide her and to not be listened to, especially because I am a professional singer and I have been doing this since I was 13. Uh, and to, to try and guide, but to, like, as you said, have it all fall on deaf ears. And at the end of the day, feel so turned upside down Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know in all the years and, and she's, she is a lovely person. I, you know, she's a lovely person. I don't know in all the years that I've been doing events, whether just as an actor, not just, but as an actor, and then working for you, that I have ever encountered this. And uh, yeah, I, I'm ready for the uh, sick feeling in my stomach to be gone. I want everybody to be happy. I want to know I did my best to help a client and to be true to our mission statement and and uh, do everything in an ethical way and at the same time protect my artists because as you know, that for me is paramount, is protecting the people that I love. Yes, I, I know that. Thank you. Um, and I think that it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's that old saying, if something doesn't make sense, it's likely not true. And so it's all of the pieces coming together. And I think taking stock in that. And there were some key things that um, you shared with me um, that I just had the ring of untruth to them. And one of them is um, there, there was in trying to, to advise the client that even the most professional singers need to be prepared. Both Alex and I having both been there, uh, she would say, well, I, I had, I had um, uh, amateur singers do it and they did great. Uh, She's said this a number of times, and if amateur singers can do it, that professional singers should be able to, you know, has been the response a number of times. So um, in the quest for a vocal line that could help and assist our singers to understand what it should be, uh, Alex asked the client 
then to send the vocals of those individuals, the amateurs who sang the songs as a reference. But there's been no response and no receipt of those, which leads me to believe that it's all a big front and there has never been anything recorded. And uh, I, it's the most interesting thing because um, if, I, if, if we were to send these to people that we know and work with and share them and said something to the effect of, you know, take a listen to these and let us know where the mel melody line is. I, I don't know that anybody could, but um, it's, we'll come back to the story because it's unfolding and uh, we will be sending uh, our client a, a letter today and ask her to acknowledge some things that we'll ask for before we go into the studio. And uh, if not, will offer her her money back and we will move on. It isn't just magic that it's technique and it's work that makes things come together. Uh, and our guest today would absolutely be one of those people. So I have never met her. So this is a treat for me. I get to meet her for the first time. And Alex has spoken to her Yes. So I, yeah, I, well, I got to see her at uh, an ILEA event and that's how I learned of her and uh, kind of fell a little bit in love because she's just, she's truly amazing, dynamic, dynamic woman. And she is. She is. So, well, she's the um, Search Foundation chair, chairwoman, which is really, really cool, right? She's an international speaker, a brand strategist, consultant, hospitality influencer, and the ambassador for the Meetings Business Coalition. Excuse me, the Meetings, let me say that again, the ambassador for the Meetings Mean Business Coalition. I'm a voice actor. It's I a, can do that. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And uh, she's, she's had numerous awards uh, granted her. Um, and she is the Chief Strategy Officer of Pate Consulting. So please, let's welcome Miss Kate Pate. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Oh, just well. It's so nice to meet you. I wasn't at the Alia event, so I missed out. Well, glad we get to meet today and chat a bit. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, thank you. How long have you been on the search? Well, I know we're going to get on into all of this. So are we ready to go, Dee? Oh, I didn't even know. So uh, how long have you been the chair with CERT? Uh, I took over in November of 2019 as the chair. Two years, three years? It's a three-year term. Uh, so it'll be good through December 31st, 2022. You guys are stuck with me for a bit. Yay! No, I mean, thank God you came on, you know, just as people I'm sure started really needing the services of search, I'm assuming you'll let us know for sure. Yes, yes. Happy to talk about all of that. Yeah, I can only imagine that when 2020 hit and people suddenly found their businesses evaporating, uh, that there were call outs. So uh, the audience probably, well, people should know what search is, but just in case there are a few, you know, outliers who don't know, you want to tell them? Yes. Yeah, so search stands for Special Event Assistance Relief and Crisis Help. 
So event individuals, whether that's catering, hospitality, meetings, um, or anyone in live events, basically, if you are in crisis as an individual, you can reach out to us. So it it looks different to everyone. You know, this started at the height of the AIDS epidemic back in the 90s when we just were hospitable. We want to help our people. We want to help our friends. And it really was a grassroots movement out of New York City. And it's global now. Anyone in the industry can apply. It's for the industry by the industry. So all of our proceeds go directly back to the crisis relief fund. My friend, Audrey Gordon, uh, I think was one of the first recipients of a, if I have my memory right, of a search grant, because she was terribly mugged. I mean, awfully, it was an awful experience for her. Spent, I think, weeks in the hospital. And, you know, are, do you know Audrey? I know Audrey. She is a fantastic lady. Appreciate her very much. And- Oh, she's no lady. She's the empress. <laughs> We're going there. We're kicking it off. Right. I love it. Oh, yes. <laughs> no. It, and then, you know, the great thing with search is it's all done anonymously. So some people do choose to share their stories, but, but most don't, you know, we try to share the stories, the snippets of people of what they allow, but what people are reaching out for, you know, that's personal. It, it's tough for people, especially in what we do to, to reach out and say, I need help. So it's all judged completely anonymous. No one that's on the committees knows who it is that the funds are going to. So you have that anonymity. So that's why as a foundation, we try to shout from the rooftops, all of our supporters and who really helps us out because we want to be able to keep privacy for people that do need help right now. Right. And it's hard to tell those stories when you can't tell those stories. Mm -hmm. Right. But that, but kudos to search because so people need to understand it's a professional organization helping your, your comrades, your colleagues, right? And it's embarrassing if you have something happen. It can be embarrassing. It could, it, in a professional setting, it's harder to explain. And so the anonymity there is really appreciated, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be hard to reach out, but we're, we're a prideful bunch as a whole. I'll speak for the industry. I've been in this industry 25 years. It, it's hard to say, hey, I need help. And it, it runs the gamut. It was a big step in March of 2020 when we were shutting down and, and to sit down and say, you know, what is the future of this going to look like? And are we going to change our mission? But, you know, search really stayed true to its roots. If it's a catastrophic illness, you know, so we've covered COVID cases, we still get cancer cases, there's been car accidents, mudslides, you know, the very first case that came in after we shut down was someone who lost their home in a, in a gas explosion. Oh my goodness. So it, there's still so much crisis happening outside of COVID. So I really think that was the right thing for us to stay true to our mission and continue to help any type of crisis. And even though it's for anybody in the live events world, uh, the affiliation, although you have affiliations everywhere, started with ILEA, no? Uh, not officially. There's no um, one affiliation, but ILEA is one of our strongest partners. They've, you know, been with us since the beginning. But, you know, mm -hmm. I joke, I say search is the Switzerland of the industry because it doesn't matter if you are in an industry or, or sorry, if you're in an association or if you're just part of the industry you can apply for funds for it. So we mm. help everyone from ILEA to NACE to MPI and PCMA and everything in between. And we help, you know, people that reach out. There was a caterer that reached out to us who someone sent a link to on Facebook and said, I don't belong to any of those, but I'm in crisis. And he was granted the full amount. So we love our right. partners. 
that's who gets word out there. So yes, we, we share the ILEA love as much as we can and, and all of those great members. I remember a day when there were no partners, you know, and it was a tough sell to get people to listen and to, we'd had events, right? We had to bring people in the only way we knew. Uh, so we you know, bring them into the search cabaret every year as part of the special event. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you gone to any of those? Yes, I was at Search Cabaret. I love that. I think I think Neil Adams won the first year that I went. That sounds right. But Neil Adams. There have been so many. They need to come back. We were talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a riff on that. I love it. A riff on them would be even better. Right. That would be fun. That would be because a lot there of fun. were some riffy moments for sure. For sure. <laughs> They're so fun. Though. Can I give away what we're going to do for our first in person? Please, please. Okay, I'm going to spill the tea, and I I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I mean, what am I going to write me up? No. So. No. <laughs> Uh, we're going on um july 21st it's a wednesday we'll be in miami with cater source and the special event who are now co-located we have an amazing venue in the design district that evan and ingrid Car carbody helped us to get mm -hmm. and the team that's designing it they are doing such a cool chill vibe to this i mean so many times you come and there's a ton happening and there's djs and it's loud and just it's overwhelming but people we want to be together again you know, we just, I want to see you. I want to catch up. I, I want to know what's going on. So we are just going to do the coolest lounges. There'll be VIP sections. There'll be areas for our search 100 companies are buying out spots. So you can go and be as interactive and have as much fun as you want and, you know, kick up your heels, or you can just go and have a conversation with the people you haven't been able to see for the last year and a half. That sounds delightful. It's the design district in Miami, the new design district there. Yeah. It's incredible. It looks like the wealthiest design district I've ever seen. It's just really incredible. Wow. July what? 21st? 21st. It's a Wednesday. Yes. Very much looking forward to that. We hope we see you guys there. Oh, we, we'll be there in, in some form or fashion. Uh, it's interesting that it's it's coming back. It's in July. It's in Miami. Miami's my hometown. So uh, it's always a good always find a reason to go to Miami. Always. Oh, I love that. It's, I love it down there. I've had such a blast the last few years going there so much for business. And as soon as they announced where it was going to be, we were all thrilled. You know, July does tend to get a little warm and humid, but you know, maybe, maybe, you know, we'll just have some luck or maybe the winds of change will be with us and, you know, bring us a breeze or something. I think uh, it'll be good. And you know, here's the thing. We all travel a lot. We do this. If you're showing up to Miami in July and you're surprised that it's warm, I'm going to question <laughs> you planning my event. Okay. <laughs> I kind of like it because, you know, when you go to, or when you went to the special event as a gentleman, as a, as, as anyone, actually, you had to dress up, you know, mm -hmm. you really just couldn't get by with, not dressing up. I mean, I'm a really casual guy. And so that'll be my excuse in Miami that, you know, it's just too hot. There's no reason to have layers of clothes on. No. Right? Uh, yeah, no layers, no layers. That's, that's why it's uh, fun to be a female. Sometimes we have definitely options and we can dress a little lighter on the cool side, but I am all for anyone showing up in a dress. I welcome you. <laughs> just show up. Is this the search event that will be happening in the design district 
Mm-hmm. This is what on we Wednesday. Call, yeah, our annual signature event, which is the TSC one. It's always really been that that flagship. We do have a handful of what we call signature events throughout the year um, that we actually plan and bring mm-hmm. in, and then we have what we call affiliate events. That so that's where all of our you know the ILEAs and all the different associations they jump in, they actually host, and then proceeds come back to us. So it, it's expanding. You know we. We get an increase of 48% in cases on average every year. I mean, it, it grows so much, and especially this last year. So we need to keep expanding and getting that support. Year on year? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a staggering figure. Wow. Well, the, the, also the growth of the organization and the partnerships that have been developed all you know account for that, right? They, they all sort of point towards growth and more need. Mm-hmm. And to date, we've never turned anyone away. So we've, since inception in 1997, we've funded 100% of qualified cases. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yes. Wow. To some degree, I assume. Mm -hmm. Not everyone um, requests the full amount. You know, some people that reach out and and they're in a pinch or they're in a bind, they ask for a portion of that. Um, And, you know, some cases, depending on it has to be qualified. You know, there is a process to filling out the paperwork, ensuring that we see that you're in the industry. You need to show all of the different, um, you need to show proof of all of it basically. And then it goes to a committee that judges it on a rubric that's completely anonymous. So depending on the level of need, not everyone gets the full amount. You know, maybe they haven't provided enough documentation or paperwork to show that that's how much crisis there is. But every case that has been qualified has been funded. And most of them are to the full amount of what they ask for. Is it a giving cycle or do you give on on receipt of need? How does that process work? How do you budget for need? Oh man, Our, we have two, three people working with uh, the treasurer right now because of trying to get budgets together. We have a program, the Search 100. So it's people that give a minimum of $100 a month in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate all of the support for that. Thank you. Um, we're a search 100 uh, company. I don't know if you knew. Yes. And you, you just picked up five more, but go on. We did. We did get a handful more. You read the annual report. I love it. I did. Yes. You know, it's been hard to budget in years past because it's just, it depends on how generous people are. So now that we have the search 100, we kind of have a baseline and we've gotten some stronger partnerships under our belt. A lot of the organizations have pledged a minimum donation every year so we can budget a little bit better. Um, and, you know, we, we definitely are fiscally responsible, making sure that we have enough in the bank that we can always cover ourselves if anything were to happen. But it, it's been tough this last year. We've already, so last year we did 27 cases. And this year, last I looked, we're not even halfway through the year and we were already at like 22 or 23. So, I mean, the need this year is even more so than last. We're starting to see all the wildfires and all of that come in now that people are, kind of, you know, settling down after all of that catastrophe. And now the cases are really pouring in. And the needs from last year have only grown. They've not changed, you know, so people who are able to hold on for three months, six months, nine months, you know, are going to have a harder time after a year, 15 months. Uh, when do you foresee the the business coming back? So we have the live uh, the live special event in connection with Cater Source in Miami in July. Is that sort of the official kickoff of the industry back into live events? 
or unofficial, official, unofficial? You know, I, would, you I say? Almost would say like an unofficial official because so many of us were there when we got the announcement last year, the night of the search party, it was March 11th, 2020. And that was the night they declared a pandemic. So we're all together in Las Vegas, standing there in this distanced room. Caesars was so fantastic with working with us in court. I mean, we were in there for a day, just trying to do proper distancing, updating, all of the, the food service and what that looked With like. With no knowledge, mind you, no knowledge. This was back at the very beginning, right? And to, there were yeah. no regulations in place. So we right. had some of the best event minds in the world that were there and we came together and put together an amazing event. And it was the last night most of us were physically together. So I do think this, you know, even though there is stuff in between, this is like that official, like, okay, we're back. I like it. I think so. I think search should take that on. It should search should own it because search is also the, before the TSE actually starts, right? Doesn't that um, begin if the all, next day? It falls right in the middle. Right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Still. Yeah. Still. Who cares? It's a fun break. Right. That's right. The That's apex, right. Right. The middle is the apex. So it's you know, I think the way we look at this, I'm just going to be frank. And it was really what brought me into search one. I was told it was like the event that I had to go to when I was very young in my career. And I was like, okay, I'll go to a search party. Got it. Having no idea what it was. And it was one of the coolest parties. I met some of the absolute best people. And then I learned what they really did. And it, they had my heart from that minute on. And I've been a, a staunch supporter in that. And I think because what we do is so very sad that we make it a point to have the, the best events and bring some kind of joy to the fact that you're really helping people that need it so much. And that's, you know, once people are at a single event, we see them come to every single one. They won't miss a party after that. Well, I think there's also another reason, and that is uh, the creme de la creme of the special events world goes to the search event. I think because these are the people who started search years and years ago. And so it's sort of the party to go to if you really want to hobnob with people who are in the know and, you know, have the creds and have, you know, have great clients and do work and have won awards. And so uh, and and kudos to search, because even on the board, Joanne, Roth, Siri, Larry Green, the Carbodies, you know, all of them are, are top notch. Okay. So uh, it's uh, that's why that's why. So you should go for no other reason than to meet the big mockers, you know, the big, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe we could even get the empress there, although she's no longer in the industry, Audrey, but uh, mm -hmm. those were the days of the special event. I tease Audrey all the time because the thing to do would be to go to the special event, you do the search party, do all the parties, but afterwards you'd go to Audrey's suite because she would have it decked out with like snacks and alcohol, anything you could possibly want. You'd, you'd hang there for a couple of hours before you went to bed. So we have to get her down to Miami to, you know, reintroduce that sweet thing. You I know? think she'd have a blast. She would come. Yeah. I think she would too. Yeah, she misses her. She misses her peeps, I'm sure. I still get her emails. Hint, hint, Audrey, we're calling you out right now. Do you hear us? <laughs> I told her to look out for this. She asked us to send it to her. Oh, yay. That's so yes, exciting. I, so we'll send her the link. Do you live in Las Vegas? I used to. I'm up in Reno, Tahoe now, but I was just down in Las Vegas. Uh, oh, yeah. Global Meetings Industry Day. Yes. Tell us about that. It was fantastic. They brought together, um, so it was MGM, Caesars, 
the Wynn and the Venetian, along with the Convention Center, just showed off their 2 million square feet of new space that they opened. And they really just showed how Vegas came together. I know a lot of cities said this and a lot of different places said, oh, you know, we banded together and we, we're getting through this and here's how we're reopening and here's what it looks like. Vegas puts their money where their mouth is. They absolutely did. It felt wildly safe. You know, the meetings and events are coming back and we all know that that's what really drives our tourism industry, regardless of the city that you're in. But they have put so many precautions in place and they've worked really hard together so that it's seamless. Like some cities I visited throughout all of this, you go to one property and there's one set of rules and you get to the next property and it's a little different and it's just kind of disjointed in some ways. But they really all came together and, you know, meeting of the minds every single Tuesday, every CSO sits down and they have coffee together and they meet via Zoom and figure it out. It is so seamless and ready for events to come back. Like, I'm proud of our event world. I was down there with just smile the entire time. Like, they're nailing it. It is so ready for events. And what's this Elon Musk tunnel? It's the coolest thing. Oh, my gosh. Tell it. Can you tell us about it? Were you in it? I didn't get to go in it. It was just opening the next day. And they started doing it. I know. I should have stayed another day. Um, So it runs out of the convention center. And the convention center has a whole new uh, west side to it, which is amazing space. It's so gorgeous. You can actually look down into the tunnel and it'll run you up towards the strip then. So you can easily get between everything. So is this the same convention center that's near the Hilton? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's a Hilton still. I think it might be something else. A couple of them Uh, have changed hands there. And the new resort world is right there. Uh, Yes, resort world is right there. mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so are you involved with, with, uh, GMID? I'm on the meetings mean business coalition. And do they throw the event every year? Yes. They're the ones who started it in 2016. So it's a fun group to be part of and kind of drive our industry forward. It's, it's cool that it started before we were in such crisis, um, that they already banded together and said, we need to have better events, better meetings. We need to be stronger, have, you know, guidelines and protocols and just really elevate our industry. And this just showed exactly why in the last year. Is this a Vegas, Nevada-based initiative, national initiative, global? Global initiative. Nice. Um, Meetingsmeanbusiness.com. You can jump on and see all the supporters. I mean, all of the major organizations. You know, if I'm going to, I'm going to give time anywhere, it's got to be worthwhile because our time is so limited and I'm big on boundaries and, and being careful and guarded of my time. So those are my two big give backs is meeting means business and the search foundation. So uh, meetings mean business. I, I assume that's, well, we looked it up to after I assumed it, but to show the value of the, of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how, how do you do that? Oh my goodness. This is going to be like the never ending conversation if we we fall down that rabbit hole of showing the value. Give us a couple of specific ways of, of that you might help uh, an organization understand the value of our specific, a government agency, for example, understand the value of our specific sector. You know, I think a lot of it's the education and showing those KPIs on what meetings really accomplish, the value of face-to-face, what you get out of them, um, and how to properly host both face-to-face, virtual, hybrid, they're all so different. And I think people toss those phrases around sometimes and Mm -hmm. feel that they're interchangeable and they're not. 
you know, the, the face-to-face meeting can't be replaced. We have some awesome technology out there. I love it. I use it. I'm an ambassador for some of it, but what we accomplish when we're face-to-face, it can't ever be replicated. There is a, an energy in that, that you're right, can't be replicated. And, uh, you know, I, I like to say that it's great that we have virtual and had this happened 10 years earlier, we would be without this tool, right? So timing is everything. We have these tools, but in no, it in no way really replaces the, the one-on-one and uh, there'll always be a place for it. I think we all agree, they'll, you know, it's a tool to bring people in to communicate. Why not use it? But um, I, I have to admit, I, I see people clamoring to get back to life and uh, it's no replacement. It's interesting though, right? Because there's still, there, there are a whole host of babies, a cohort of babies that are born during this pandemic um, or young people that you know, are learning, they're in school, they're, in, you know, they're small children and they're learning how to interact you know, as we are right now, who are going to be natural users mm-hmm. who are not going to feel like they're giving something up. But yeah, I look at my this. nieces and nephews who can use a phone and a computer with such skill. I'm like, you can't talk yet. How are you using an iPad? Are you kidding me? But you know, the face-to-face side, I mean, you, you can't. The perfect example, I mean, I've been to a handful of meetings. I've done a lot over the last year to really advocate for our industry and face-to-face. And then when I took on the search strategic board retreat, we do two in person every year. Um, and the rest is all virtual because we all, you know, volunteer, we all pair our own way to get to mm-hmm. these. We worked with one of my clients um, and we went to the Bahamas in January. And not only did we test kind of their protocol and what it felt like to travel international and do an entire audit on that piece of it. But when we sat down to have our three-day meeting, the first day we got through almost the entire agenda, like everything we had planned out because that energy of face-to-face and when your idea sharing and you're together in that room and that energy, we've not been able to match that. And to see the excitement in everyone's face and get them you know, reinvigorated and energized for it, I don't think we'd be as successful as we are if we didn't have these face-to-face, just you turn off all tech, you come in, this is what you concentrate on. We tore through that and we got through five times more initiatives than I thought we would. And left feeling productive mm-hmm. rather than what usually happens at the end of a day on the couch with the computer and you know uh, the yeah. Zoom is you feel very unproductive. You got nothing done, right? Yeah, the complete opposite of is real. It is real. It is real. It consumes people. And I think the the invasiveness that people have to endure now, uh, you know, we're entrepreneurs, so we make it a choice, you know, to come on this and, and engage, but there are people who work for large companies or talent agencies who, you know, have to engage, you know, during regular hours for some reason and have to put on a face and, you know, and so there's a bit of infringement, I think. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you would expect those people to look decent if they came to the office. So I guess there's two sides to every coin. <laughs> We could, I could argue with myself. That's what I do, <laughs> by the way. I do a lot of arguing with myself. And sometimes he loses, which is, you know, always fun. I often lose, actually. You lose to yourself, yes. So um, so you call yourself, this is so interesting to me, the influencer to the influencers, uh, which I is- I did not name myself that, by the way. Two okay. of my clients came up with that. I 
I equally love and cringe at the term because I think that term influencer has been so abused and mismanaged. So I like that it's been that you've been described as such and are not as self-described. So I take um, the um, correction. Uh, it means even more. It's a great it's a great way to in this world, in our world of events, it makes sense. Because if you think about uh, those who have business to give and those who do not, you really want to find the influence, the, the influencers, the, those who have the business, those who have things to share and those who just are all talk. And there are a lot of those. So uh, I think it's genius. And what I found really even more genius, and I have a feeling this came from you, you ask people to engage with your audience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Tell us, talk to us. Because most people are saying, let me engage with your audience, right? Most people are saying that. I'm looking for business. Engage me with your audience. But you are saying to clients, come and engage with my audience. Yes. Which is interesting. So talk girl tell us share <laughs> flipping things on its ear i mean you spend so many years you're in business you're working you're doing the right thing you're making the right connections for people and you know it just came very organically that people i would work with whether you know i started a million years ago on the catering and event side in venues and i moved to the you know the dark side and i was a supplier for a while before i branched off on my own um, you build an interesting network. And I think our networks are stronger together. It's, it's not just a buzzword to me. So if I'm the right fit, I'm going to have someone kind of in my arsenal for you. And that's why people want to connect is because I'm only going to make the right connection. If I, if I don't have the right person, if I don't know who that is, I'm either going to find them or tell you who can help you find them. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be genuine or, or my name is mud basically. Right. So, you know, if it's, so I'm just going to ask you, so is there a value to relationships still with the internet and the ways that people can go around to get what they need? Is there, is there a value? Oh gosh. Yeah. That's why I was laughing at the, the whole influencer term, because, you know, you get people that are Insta famous and they're going to call you and want free room nights to stay and talk about it and post it. And sure. You might have a million followers that are going to look at it, but half of them don't actually know you, you know, another three quarters of what's left don't have the same budget and income that you do. So they might like and go, oh, that's nice, but they're never actually going to purchase or make the connection. I think I'd rather have a really small, hyper-focused circle that can genuinely affect change and influence each other versus having 6 million followers out there. You know, I want the right people on my side, in my boat, all rowing in the same direction. And in the world of social media, I have to imagine that's hard to do because there are so many people who really have very little to offer and are takers, right? They're there are definitely a lot of takers and, you know, you learn as you grow. And I, I try to teach that at the same time of what's valuable and what's really worth your time and who you engage and don't. And especially in the last year, we've learned that. I think a lot has triggered people and not everyone has a roadmap to deal with this mentally and there's a lot of pressure so not everyone's dealt with it in the best way mm. i try to give them grace i don't engage i don't interact you know i like hearing different viewpoints and i accept um you know even some negativity at times can come in i think it's good and healthy to look at different viewpoints that aren't always the same as yours but when it starts to get mean or cruel or malicious then i just lock them i don't have any time for that 
Right. I love, I love that you do that. Being open to discussion and and thought and uh, other ideas, but closed to the idea of being disrespected and being, uh, you know, just an awful person. Yeah. I like that too. I'm, send, send all of those trolls back under the bridge. I've had about enough. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a little so, sad that, you know, social media just, it, it, we got used to this idea of the more followers, the bigger the numbers, the better you are, the more popular you are, the more successful you are, but it, it just has nothing to do with one another. Mm-mm, you're totally right. I am, um, I, I, I have to always think that uh, if somebody in life, if you lose somebody in life, in real life, you miss them, you remember them. If you're following somebody that suddenly disappears off of social media, there's less likely a chance you're going to even realize they're gone. Mm-hmm. No, and the ones that matter, you'll notice. I mean, I've reached out to a handful of people over the last year or two, and I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty, I don't want to say confrontational because that has a negative connotation to it, but I'm a very direct person. And I've reached out to people that have unfollowed me or kind of dropped off my radar. And I'm like, are you okay? And, you know, is there something I did or is this you taking a social media break? Like if I did something and I need to apologize, I want to own it. If you're just, you know, doing your own thing and need your own time, that's okay too. But if you mean something to me, I notice. Hmm. So let me ask you this, Um, this pandemic thing that we've been going through, it's been a downer, (laughs) but there's an upside, right? So there's a pandemic. Your, yeah, right. It's almost over. <laughs> what? What's it happened. It was like a flash. <laughs> so, you know, I like to think there's there's a silver lining mm-hmm. wherever in anything, right? You just have to sort of look for it. So, I'd like to ask you what what's been the silver lining of the pandemic? The time that I got to focus and refocus on what was important to me. I wanted to have asked for this this pause that we all went through, but it's given me time to reflect on what's good for me, my business, my personal relationships, my professional relationships, and really hone in on who I wanted to be in all of this and just shut out all the noise that wasn't that. So you feel stronger, more prepared, more centered, more grounded moving Mm -hmm. forward? Yeah, there was so much noise before and we were all so busy and oh God, we glorified busy so much and that's not healthy either. I think It's given all of us a better insight into what balance really should look like. And I mean, sad to say it's it's called some of the herd as well that, you know, we were an oversaturated industry for quite some time and not everyone made it. And that's really sad that not every business made it through, but now what's left are the ones that are really stuck it out. They prepared for it. You have the best of the best here right now. And you have some amazing talent out there looking for work. Now's the time to rebuild better than ever. Oh, that's a great sentiment. I think it's a good time to also start a business, uh, to be a consultant in the business, to be ready to go when when uh, the proverbial um, hits the fan, uh, which I sort of see is happening after the special event cater source search event in July, immediately after, like the next day. No, no, no. But I see this the the third quarter being a real. It'll be a push for people to start if not having then planning at least oh gosh yeah I have eight weeks of travel in a row from Miami I have four stops after Miami before I even get home to trade suitcases and go back out 
Like it is coming back. And to our international, I asked them like, are you sure you want me to book this flight? And they were like, absolutely, we are doing this. Hands down, we need a keynote, let's go. This is great. This is great news. Wow. We, we, we need for business to come back. And you know, these, these first few weeks of it, first few months of it will be actually very enjoyable because it won't be at full capacity. And so it won't be as rushed and chaotic and exhausting as it had become. Uh, you're smart to take some time for yourself and to prioritize and to understand the value of this little break. Because I sense that in a few years, we're going to be looking back at this and thinking to ourselves, oh, isn't it nice? We had some time. <laughs> So I figured out throughout all of this too, like not, I mean, we obviously know I love my husband. We've been married almost 11 years. I've traveled the entire time since we started dating. I mean, 150,000 miles a year, some years. Wow. So, you know, we were ships in the night quite a bit. He, he all of a sudden got stuck with me overnight. I had 17 trips cancel on March 12th. So all of a sudden I came home, like, guess what? I live here again, kind of thing. And I found out I actually really like him too. So it was like, good. I made a good decision. And what about him? Is he feeling the same? I would imagine, <laughs> yeah. I would hope. Okay, he good. To get home from work. It, it's like honeymooning all over again. And I know not every relationship went that way, but I think you, you know, you dig deep and you find out what, what's meaningful to you and, and our relationship's meaningful. And you sit back and say, okay, what that I have that I can invest myself and my time and energy in, right? Rather than, you know, cause havoc and, and you know, be upset over all of the awful things that are happening and things that we don't have. It's sometimes just better to think about the things we do have I like and focus that. on that. Mm -hmm. and not every day is a good day and that's okay. I'm, I'm not always this cheerful, you know, maybe, Maybe I had a little bit of vodka in my cocktail at lunch. I don't know, but you know, some <laughs> days just aren't as good. And if your only win is that you changed into different pajamas, that's okay too. You know, celebrate even the small wins, do better the next day. I like that. I like that. Some of us are really, really hard on ourselves. And I think what some people who are really hard on themselves don't realize is that does really transfer. You don't think it does but it does. And the, you know, the energy of that, you're holding all that in and you think you're a silo and nobody's feeling all of that, but they're feeling it. Mm -hmm. That's been a hard lesson for me to learn. You know, you don't have to blow up for people to realize, oh, there's something going on in there. I wanted to ask you what you see happening in the next few months after July uh, with the road to recovery and things happening, coming back. How do you see that coming out, coming, coming to play? You know, I see more meaningful meetings and events. You know, you're not going to host an event just to host an event, but you know, what's the goal? What's the purpose? What's the best format? I think everything we do is going to have more purpose and more meaning to it. And I love that. Like, that's exciting that, you know, it's just not for the sake of doing it. I think we're going to be a lot more productive. Do you think we'll start smaller? Uh, do you think we'll see any corporate or association events in 2021? Yes. Yeah, you do. And and they're booking in Vegas already. You're seeing that happening or you're hearing that that's happening. I'm seeing the bookings come through. Um, I, you know, I get booked for a lot of the strategy for these, but also as a speaker form. So I know what's booked and what's not because it's on my books um, and seeing what's coming out of it and, and how thoughtful 
successful people are in this process and what it's going to look like. Yes, there is corporate coming back. There are some that are going to take a bold stand and be those ones that, you know, stand up and they do it and they do it right. And they're not afraid of the criticism. Cause like you said, there's always those keyboard warriors out there who are going to find, you know, a problem for every solution, but there's people that are willing to stand up and, and do what's right. I was at my first concert last night. I haven't been really? to a concert since March of 2020. Oh my gosh. First one here. It was up in Reno Tahoe. It was at Grand Sierra. Um, it was so I'm not a country music fan. It was a country music star. I went because one, I wanted to support someone who's willing to come out and say, yes, I'll perform live in front of an audience. You know, the GSR was testing all the safety precautions. What does ingress and egress and everything look like for it? You know, everyone's kind of being bold and being brave and taking those steps so that we do this right, so that we don't have to go backwards again. That's terrific to hear because uh, nobody wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Not in the slightest. I'd, I'd rather get another shot than do that, quite honestly. <laughs> it's um, cool to see some of these. I'm excited for BizBash this year, too. They're, they've got some stuff happening behind the scenes. I've heard tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about it. Can you tell us? They're going to have an event um, the 24th through the 26th of May down in Vegas at Red Rock, which is an awesome resort. I love it out there. Um, just feels like you are at one of the most exclusive spots. So they're doing their event in conjunction with Connect. And then they're gonna launch a couple things later in the year. I think I might get my hands left if I said what those were, but if I Don't, get the okay, I'll come back and tell you. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. It's just really nice to hear that people are coming back. And and to your point that some people won't be coming back, it is, uh, it's been a tough road. And um, I'm hoping that before long we start to see some re-energized uh, creativity mm -hmm. and uh, some innovation because that's what always goes in a time like this, right? We're just sort of clinging on to surviving. And so uh, I'm looking forward to the what's new. Are you at all involved or aware of the, um, the festivities in, is it Dubai? The World Fair? I was reading about it. That's as much cool. as I only know enough to be dangerous. So tell me more. You clearly are. That's supposed to start in October. Mm -hmm. And it's a, a technology fair, unmatched, unprecedented, apparently. And I think it's over a 15,000 acre uh, um, area that has been completely built and planned for this exhibition that is about six months and it's basically I think it's the nation's way of welcoming people and letting people know we're a culturally diverse friendly warm nation that welcomes you so it's definitely a bid for tourism right and I I would love to go it looks exquisite Yes. <laughs> I'll be your date. Let's do this. Yes, absolutely. The I saw some renderings of it probably four or five months ago, and it just, it, it's an enormous, it's an enormous landscape of opportunity, buildings mm -hmm. and infrastructure. I just, I couldn't even, I can't even explain it. It's so big, but we'll go after October 1st and hopefully it will happen. I'm in. I did my part. Yeah. I went and got vaccinated just so I can safely travel again. I don't care if it's controversial or not. I did it. 
I did too. Alex did too. We all did our part. And like I said, I do it again. And there was an article today that intimated that we may need to have a booster. Uh, boost me up. Yep. I don't care. Just do it. Is my do 5G it. going to be better now? Should. It should. It should come with it, I'm right? Good with that. Right. Or maybe you should get some. Or maybe you should get some Elon Musk, um, that uh, Starlink service. Free. Nice. Next time you, you see me, I'll have a shell. It. I've turned into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or something. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Unless it's Comic-Con, then you can. Fair, fair. <laughs> you know, if you're a Comic-Con goer. I know a few that are. It's, it's cool to see the creativity in our industry overall. We have the most creative minds, I think, in the world that are in our industry. And I watch them in absolute awe. I mean, seeing what people are doing, seeing what people on the search board are doing, like you mentioned the car bodies and they work with Bobby Dutton up from Groove Boston and like seeing what they put together, these immersive experiences. And you're like, how did your brain come up with that? Like, my goodness. Mm -hmm. There's good stock there. Mm -hmm. uh, very good stock. It's been a while since we we lost uh, Richard, their mm -hmm. father, but uh, he was he was brilliant. He knew what he was doing. He was awesome designer. Uh, and you also have Joanne, who I I don't know if you know this. I can't even tell you which search cabaret it was, but I can tell you it might have even been Miami Beach. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was Miami Beach. She was a chicken the whole night. I feel like we're coming back to Miami. Should we like relive this moment? All I have to say is yes. Okay, wait, edit that piece out. I'm not telling her yet. We're just going to show no. up with chicken soup. Joanne. Joanne. <laughs> Did I you lose her. this? She is she... one of my favorite people on the planet. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Hands down. She has the most generous spirit I have ever known. Oh, yeah. Delightful. Who would dress up as a chicken to collect money for search? Only one person. Only I one. I mean, have you met the whole search board now? I, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole board showed up dressed as chickens. If enough people were going to throw down and they knew how much it was going to make, I, I would put money on it that you could get basically anyone into that. I challenge you. <laughs> I want pictures. Let's do it. I want Let's pictures. You need to be there. I do. I need to be there. Yes. That would be fun. I'll come dressed as a chicken. Perfect. It's the new theme. The car bodies are going to kill me. They're trying to be all, you know, stylish and cool. And then all these chickens come in. Mm -hmm. You could go as a hip chick. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. Are you wearing Daisy Dukes? Yeah. Well, not me, but, uh, but Kate could get away with that. <laughs> when you When you say these things, so my brain goes into such overdrive and takes it such a step too far that I'm like, okay, and then after we're all going to go to grocery stores with carts and buy all of the eggs and keep clucking about <laughs> you stole all my babies or like <laughs> brain just like goes to a place it shouldn't be. Well, then we're going to have to have some press coverage with you on that oh little tour de farce of the chickens. Right. We'll have one on the other side of the road and said, which came first, you know? I love it. Do you really? Because we live with this all day long. <laughs> she's the only mom I know that tells bad dad jokes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah she's she's well, awesome with it. You know, I have a daughter and we both have 12-year-old boy brains. So it's it's never-ending fun. I think we okay. just have best friends. So before we, before we play our little game, because we have a little game, search event 
Miami, July 21. Mm -hmm. If you are not a Search 100, there are still spots available. Uh, it's a great cause to give to your colleagues, those in need. Uh, if you don't know Search, come and get to know us in Miami on July 21st. And you should come for Search and you should come for the famed, it's an incredible venue. It's, mm -hmm. it's gorgeous venue. So come for that too. And where can they find tickets or information? Searchfoundation.org is always the best spot to find all the, the happenings that are there. And obviously our social media, we're on all the platforms and Search Foundation. Um, or you can, if you're going to come to TSC and Cater Source already, you can purchase your ticket through them as well. They're a great partner to us. And you'll meet Corinne, who um, has been handling all of the odds and ends there for like five years now, seven years, eight years. I feel like forever. Corinne is forever. Blue. She is what keeps us successful and on task. Like everyone needs a Corinne in their life. She's the best. Mm -hmm. She is the glue. She is the glue. So you'll meet her. You'll meet all of the the big muckers. You'll meet all of the the people who who are out and about and doing things, making things happen. And maybe we'll even get to say hello in person. I would love that. Which okay, would be great. So it's just very simple. It's, you may even know it. It's called this or that. Okay. We, we ask you this or that and you just tell us. But we have a few rules. One rule is you can say both once. Okay. And the other rule is you can say neither once, but only once. Out of how many questions? 10. Okay. Good, 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 good call asking. Nobody's ever asked that. <laughs> I like most, to set myself up for success. Details. Most people shoot their wads right at the gate. <laughs> I will say. Okay, one, Chardonnay or Cabernet? Cabernet. Nice. Okay, the F word or the B word? Oh, F all day. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Lake Cuomo or Monaco? Oh man, can I say Tahoe? You you can, but it's not on the list. You can say neither. No, you know what? I'm gonna say Como. I do love it out there. Villa Desti is okay. beautiful. This is like as a place to go, not a place to live necessarily. Okay then. Uh, brunch or tapas? Brunch. <laughs> okay. uh, we should have almost put um, um, drag queen brunch in there. Have you ever been yeah, to one of those? So fun, yes. Fun. When you come to San Diego, we'll take you. Uh, Midler or Streisand? Midler. Ferragamo or Louis Vuitton? Oh, Louis Vuitton. Dress up or dress down? Both. Morning or night? Morning now. I 20-year-old me would punch 41-year-old me. <laughs> right. I know, I know. It happens, it happens. Um, flying or sailing? Selling. And the final one, yes or no? Oh. You said both already. Oh. F word. Um, I okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, no. Okay. Because that's your sort of your mantra now these days, right? That's the balance mantra, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to say no. Yes, it is. It's okay to say no. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. It's a toughie. Like, you know, whew, that's hard. It's like you're telling yourself you can't when you say no, but you can. You just don't choose to. It's hard. You it's say hard yes lesson. to all the things that matter and are kind of in your plan and your future and your focus and 
that help you and you say no to anything that's not on that list. That's a great uh, piece of advice. How about one more word of wisdom from you for our listening audience? Never uh, play leapfrog with a unicorn. <laughs> now there's a dad joke. There's a dad joke. I win. But with some very practical information there. <laughs> Excuse oh my me. God, that's hysterical. Which is hard because I've never met a unicorn I didn't want to play leapfrog with. Fair. Right? I like that. I should have used my both answer for the brunch and tapas because man, if you're going to feed me, then then I'm probably showing up. Well, I like the idea of brunch because it, it sort of uh, intimates it, that you're going to be there for a while and you're going to like really splurge and eat a lot and probably have some Bloody Marys or some mimosas, you know, and make a day of it, <laughs> even though that's not my thing at all. But definitely for you, it sounds good. It does. That's what double Sunday is about. You wake up, you have brunch, you enjoy, you take a little nap, you wake up and you do Sunday all over again. I love it. Yep. I love it. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about it that way. You get two Sundays that way, huh? Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start napping. It's quite lovely. Huh. Wow. Okay, permission to nap, granted. <laughs> anything about uh, anything else, Kate Pate? We didn't even talk about Pate Consulting because you're so involved in so many other things. Uh, yes, I know. I have a paying job. Can you believe it? On top of all of this, <laughs> I can't. Why? Why bother? I know everything's just so much fun. It is. It's all fun. Well, you make it look easy, yeah. and you make it look fun, and I'm sure that's a whole lot of work. Uh, nothing comes that easy and getting the respect and uh, getting the ear of people is not easy either. So kudos to you and thank you for the work that you're doing with the search organization uh, and supporting those who need us more now than ever and keeping that alive because this could have been really tenuous for search as well, right? Mm -hmm. So thank you for your work and for keeping the industry strong and for your good thoughts. And I know we'll see you in July. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Kate Pate, ladies and gentlemen, with Pate Consulting and the Search Foundation. It was really nice to meet Kate Pate. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who she was, even though she's been uh, leading the Search Foundation for a year and a half. So I am embarrassed at myself for that. And uh, just realized that we actually hosted the search party in San Diego in 2019. She was there. Duh. <laughs> well, remember what you said about uh, being too hard on yourself. True that. True that. Ah, who cares? Memory. Overrated. <laughs> Overrated. I'll just stick to that. Everybody makes such a big deal of remembering things. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes it's good to forget. It's great to forget. Who cares? It's a level of bliss. Uh, you know what? Don't get me started because I could go on about that. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, but there was some exciting news there in that the industry is coming back and Vegas is prepping. Uh, San Diego's prepping. We spoke to SDTA, the San Diego Tourism Authority, not a week ago. And heard that they're getting ready to reopen California. So we're excited about that too and excited about how we might do that. Uh, it's just nice to see things opening up again and hopefully yeah. the people will follow suit soon. Um, and while they do, Alex, maybe we just take advantage of the few last days of 
normalcy and calmness that we will have before it gets crazy again. I kind of feel like I've been a little crazy the last two weeks. I'm going to be honest with you. I know, but it's going to, it's going to come. I know, but it's still going to reach (laughs) another level. Because it's true. (laughs) What am I thinking? That was just a level of dumb right there. There you go. (laughs) A whole, a whole new level. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. Uh, Yeah. It's going to, it's going to start. It's going to start. It's going to get cray, but that's okay. You know, it's been a good vacation. Oh, I think I'll take a nap now. It's time. It's time to take a nap. A nap before tapas. A nap before tapas. Yes, for sure. Uh, Final last words. Take a deep breath. That's what I've been having to tell myself. Just take a deep breath and smile and know at the end of the day, it's all going to be okay. Those are my last words. Thank you, Alex. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Please, do us a favor. If you're still listening, go to your iTunes right now and give us five stars. And if you're if you're consuming us on any other any other platform, just go tell them you love us. We need your love. And and give us your love. Send us your love. Talk to us. Let us know you're out there. Send your thoughts. Go to bolada.com and look for the Bolada 5 tab. That's it. Go out. Make the world a beautiful place. Spread your warm fuzzies.